Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bored and Bitchy Podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an LA slash California girl who is currently living in Arizona. And my warning for you is that we drop profanity every week. It's sprinkled in, but it's guaranteed. You've been warned. I'm already starting with my bullshit after I was mm. I was doing so well. I came back from vacation. I had mm. this roller coaster of emotion, Xanax needing type news mm. segment last week. And this week I was like, I'm gonna let you guys rest and I'm gonna let you just be happy and not have to worry about having anxiety. So we can just go into this episode. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I feel like there's a butt coming or something. <laughs> But I have some truly gruesome news this week. Because, <laughs> my God, man, I, I was thinking about last week's news. And, and just when you were like, but here's the good news. Bam, <laughs> it sprinkled it with some bad. Anyway, speaking of like some good and bad news sprinkled back and forth. Bilal continuing on this crazy shit because we had left him last week with like he was at his childhood home, which, you know, was dilapidated according to Shayla. But I'll share my thoughts in just a little bit. To now him revealing where he actually lives. And he continues on this thought process of, you know, I really don't like how she reacted. She got a D minus, maybe a fail. But like she's showing gratitude now. And let me wear this weird be grateful (laughs) shirt and then be weirded out when she like has a sigh of relief at my beautiful home. I'm really questioning some shit. And it's like, dude, do you not? see this objectively like do not hear yourself and he doesn't understand like he's done a classic setup it's like you know we've seen so many times on this show where people get a friend to message a significant (laughs) other to try to like honey trap them into flirting and then they but those are good ones for entertainment value (laughs) no I mean all this is good for entertainment value but you know they always work you obviously set Mm -hmm. the trap with the intention the person falls into the trap and then you get upset that your plan worked I mean I think the only thing that was needed in this uh, segment for them was while he was wearing the be grateful shirt I think it would have been great if Shida would have woken up and she was wearing like a be truthful shirt like that would have been really really good be genuine be honest be truthful but by him being like "Mm, I'm questioning her she failed the test I think she handled it with a little bit of grace with actual grace not a little bit of grace because she did apologize the next day even though we all kind of agreed that it was messed up for him to like bamboozle her and of course she was going to have a reaction I know people feel a certain way like maybe she was too harsh with her criticism if that was his real home like he would have felt bad but she did own up to that and that you know we got to give her some credit for that Oh, absolutely. And that's where I was going to go next with like her reaction and and my thoughts, because I'm I'm team shade on this one. Like she apologized the next day and she called it her outburst. What outburst? Like, I don't think that she raised her voice. I don't think she like used profanity. I think she just expressed herself without trying to sugarcoat her face journey. Um, And then she beautifully explained that like, she is financially dependent on him. She has no choice but to rely on him for finances. And she worried that the condition of the house was an indication that maybe he wouldn't be able to. So, of course, she needed that reassurance. And what I will say is, like, I'm not knocking down if someone has 
you know, a home that needs a little bit of love, like it happens. Some people invest them in them. It happens. But if the ceiling's falling yeah. and there are other things like we're talking about safety hazards, you know, is the, is the roof going to last through the winter? Is it going to last through a rainstorm? So I don't think she was like, oh, my God, this is an Italian marble. I can't live here. She was just like, are these conditions livable in the long run? I mean, technically, she said both. Because <laughs> in her video tour to her mom, she was also like, this house is like a blast from the past. Look at this tiny sink, like the kitchen, tiny. So, I mean, she was, she had on her inspector hat. So, she was definitely mm. like, there's mold in these walls. Look at the structure. It's mm. not sound. But she was also like shading it of like, you know, not being up to like the standard of decoration and that's true. it being up to like what she expected. Um, I will say that if I was in Shida's shoes, obviously I would be very confused and very annoyed because like we said before, if you're showing up to Trinidad and Tobago with Louis Vuitton bag set and these fancy suits talking about like I'm a successful real estate property, whatever, real estate agent and I own properties and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you're flossing on Instagram. I might have not like been as like maybe use different words, but I would have been concerned even if you're not in a mansion, even if you own that van, which is fine if that's the car you drive in, it was a perfectly fine van, you couldn't clean it out. Like same thing, like mm -hmm. this could be your humble home that you don't have money to, you know, be in a mm -hmm. mansion or have everything done. But like the basic stuff, like had things been clean, like the walls literally chipping off, like you could at least just torn down, the, you know, just sand it down. So, so it was stuff like that. The attention to detail was very much like, okay, is this man not only broke, but he just literally does not care to like take oh care, take pride in his home. Okay. But quick segue. You said that your man picked you up in a Scooby-Doo van um, yes. when you first arrived in London. Had he gone through the trouble of like cleaning it up and tidying it up? Yes, he had oh, actually. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, kudos, Mr. Future Eve. Um, and he had told me, hey, just so you know, I am going to be picking you up in this van, <laughs> my work van, because of, you know, work. So it's not like I was surprised. Like, oh, am I being kidnapped? Or am this, I being this is a kidnapping away? long game. He's been <laughs> wooing you for two years just to take your organs. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, it was not. It did not feel like it was a taken situation because there was honesty <laughs> and transparency. There you go. Well, speaking of honesty and transparency, you had mentioned her mom. After she gave her mom the tour, her mom was very honest and transparent with her laughter because she was like, <laughs> girl, the situation you got yourself into, let me just laugh. But she was also being like a good mom instead of being like, oh, this is so ridiculous. She was like, let's find the silver lining. Like, you know, money isn't everything. You really love this man. He's been good to you. So maybe you guys can work on making this a home together. And if not, then you bring your ass back home. I love the mom, not since Patrick's mom have we gotten such a hearty, deep from the bowels of the belly laugh at like, child, if you <laughs> don't stop this foolishness, like, I love the genuine laughter. But like you said, she gave us everything. And I feel like that is what you need in a good parent. Like, she was able to crack up at her child's misery momentarily to be like, <laughs> here you go, getting yourself into some weird situation. Then she was honest and kept her real to be like, what is this? How has this man been renting suits? Like, <laughs> he's just been catfishing us with like some kind of like rental wear or something. And then she brought it back to, all right, all jokes aside, though, you're there. 
money comes and goes, but real genuine love and partnership doesn't. And now Mm -hmm. he's got a good woman by his side. So give him a chance, get to know him. And if he's the right person, then, you know, you can be there to help him fix this house up together. You can build. And but if he's deceitful and he's lazy, she specifically said lazy. So she didn't focus on the poor part. She's just like, is he working? Is he trying to improve situations? Mm -hmm. And then if not, you can get your ass back. Literally said, get your booty over here. Get your (laughs) backside back to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Um, side note though, like, did you notice that the table was set up, um, in a way that gave me very like Airbnb vibes? Did you catch that? I didn't, not the table. I mean, I caught when the very first scene was like morning time and she's doing the bed and I saw mm-hmm. that horrific, like stick on love, hope, mm-hmm. health, prayer, whatever mm-hmm. sign. And I was like, <laughs> You know what? If anything, Shida reacted too nicely. Because if I would have seen that, I'm like, oh, God, red flag. Get me on the next flight. Well, I bring. OK, so I bring up this this like, did you catch? Because I am thinking that like this home is available on Airbnb because we've got like an attempt at decoration. We have that stick on that decal that you talked about. Live, laugh, pray, run, whatever. Um, We have the the table with the tablescape that was like. I don't even know how to explain it. It had like a botanic theme to it that kind of ran through the kitchen because there was also a fake plants there. And I thought, well, he's mentioned that no one has lived there for 15 <laughs> years. Like, is the family just renting this place out with his support because he is a real estate agent? Probably, girl. I, shit, hard, time is, times are hard right now. Rent is sky high. It is. <laughs> this might be a good affordable spot for some people. Like, I would not be surprised if he is renting this to a family and they were like, oh, you want to use our place to uh, <laughs> prank your girl and really destabilize the relationship and the foundation of trust you've built? Sure. Just put us up in a hotel for the night. Right. And speaking of ruse, so like the ruse continued because now he's taking her to his quote unquote mom's house. Like, why <laughs> is it under the guise of it being his mom's home? Is because he really wants to get her reaction this is this just this foolery continues because now she's going to be extra confused when they pull up like, wait a minute. So this is how your mom is living. But then why are you like, what is happening to you and your budgeting skills? The poor thing is on edge. She's like tired from the flight the day before. She's trying to figure out what her living situation is. And now she's got to go meet the mom. And he straight up said, yeah, if my mom doesn't like you, like, I, I don't know that it's going to work out. So she's like, oh, get your face together, pulls up. Her face is all kinds of twisted. Again, she's confused. But then it doesn't take him long to be like, well, welcome to your new home. And she got down and, and bowed down and gave praise. Literally got on her hands literally. and knees. <laughs> to, <laughs> to give praise, literally. <laughs> literally praise everything because she was like oh my god this is his real home like I knew it I knew it wasn't crazy and again some people give her some slack on the internet for being like wow how materialistic I I don't see that I think to me I get really good genuine vibes from Shida and I think she's also kind of genuinely funny like that to me was funny you know she made it into a moment Mm -hmm. like you're pranking me so now I'm gonna be like thank god this man ain't broke you know like we dodged a bullet And also you're just, it's not like she's excited because she's a gold digger. She's happy because you're finally the person that you've literally been presenting the entire time. So yes, I'm going to be happy that you match what you've been telling me 
for months. Yes. And to those that are giving her slack, like I can understand why, but also, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing some of you are listening, but like put yourself in her shoes. You've just signed on to be with someone and their living situation is your living situation. And you had absolutely no control in building it. Like you could have, you know, built your own empire, your own wealth, whatever back home to now on someone else's territory. Like I would feel some type of way too if I walked in and they're like, this home is yours and it's dilapidated fence falling over onto the neighbor's bush versus this home is yours and it's this beautiful, beautiful, well-decorated dream home. Exactly. And also I think like a lot of times when we see people on 90 Day Fiance, because they're coming from a different country, a smaller country, a country we assume to be poorer or more disadvantaged, we just assume that everyone's living situation is terrible back home. Mm-hmm. Shida's house could be way better back in Trinidad and Tobago than where he originally took her. Like that could have literally mm-hmm. been a downgrade for her. And she could have really been like, wow, I've not stayed in a place like this. Like mm-hmm. this is culture shock. So yeah, I think people just need to stop making all these assumptions. I thought she actually handled everything very well. And for every anyone like just super defending Bilal, you have to remember that like, he literally was lying. So it's just like literally, literally he set up like, this trap. He literally <laughs> set her up while we were. My boyfriend happened to walk by when we were watching the reveal and he had seen the episode last week. And he's like, wait, is this his real house? And I'm like, yeah, he's finally telling her, like, this is his real car, his real house. And he's like, yeah. So see, my con's been going on for like over three <laughs> years. I've just been truly testing you to see if you're down to be like, you know, working hard by my side. And in a few years, I'll eventually reveal like my mansion and my car and everything. So just stick it out. He's like, we're adjacent to the queen. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the reveal of the home was like this really nice surprise of a setup I, in the master bedroom. There were like flowers and balloons and gifts. And the best part was that he carved out space in his home to create a yoga room for her that had equipment and a framed news article that featured her, which was very moving for her. Yeah, and actually, as much as Bilal has been on my shit list since the season started, because of all this foolishness, that framed article about her work actually genuinely like, okay, I'm going to give you one point. You know, I'm going to maybe I'll mm-hmm. allow myself to start warming to you because I'm like, the gifts, the setting up the house, and setting up a specific space where she could do her passion, what she loves, and then to recognize her own accomplishments. Like, I was genuinely mm-hmm. like, I would have cried if someone had that set up for me. Like, that is genuinely very thoughtful. So, was like, right, this is the energy you needed to come with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, imagine if this would have, you cut out this whole prank, and so you went straight to the house, gave her this tour, and showed this woman would have been like, wow, I know I made the right decision. This is my life partner. This is my man. Instead, now she's like, I need the full 90 days to really think about yes. this. This man is clearly on some lying shit. So I got to make sure he's 100% with me. That's so true. He's like balls in my core, you know, and she's like, bitch, I need to assess if this is really <laughs> going to be the way to go because you had the audacity to put this on and test me. Mm. Well, I mean, so... We can agree, though. Bilal's home was beautiful. It was ready to go for her arrival. Meanwhile, Eve couldn't be bothered to install a bidet for Muhammad. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I don't know what her commitment level is like. She can't do that for me. Oh, my God. Okay. 
so many thoughts. I mean, the first one would be he's so committed to his religious and his religion and his beliefs. And I'm like, all right, I respect that for anyone that has that level of commitment. And so I would understand if you are that strict and everything that you follow. And if you let her know ahead of time, this is really important. I'm not saying you got to get like a Japanese toilet in there, but don't they make like the little, you know, the things you add on like the little, Yeah, we have one. I told you it was during the pandemic. My (laughs) husband was like, I can't be bothered to wipe my ass. Every time, and I was like, should I be impressed that he's thinking about our hygiene, or should I be worried about his level of lethargicness? No, you, you now <laughs> can uh, brag that your whole family ain't no so clean, like Jesus' family. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I think if it was something he requested and he, like, stands by all his beliefs, like, this hard, then I don't think he said it in a bad way. I don't think it's bad to be like, oh, I was really hoping that was done, but okay. Where I'm kind of like, sir... You are okay with having premarital sex, which Mm -hmm. is not part of your beliefs, and staying with this woman. I know she's your future wife, but she ain't your wife yet. So all of that is Mm -hmm. fine. You know, you could go around and message women who are in bikinis, trying to get at them and flirt at them. So all of that is fine. But your boo hole can't be a little dirty throughout the day. Like, not. We can't, like, pick and choose. So I'm going to say... You don't have the right to be that bothered. And, I mean, to his defense, he did tell us, like, I am annoyed but it wasn't like he was crazy with her about it so you know right right he he wasn't yeah he wasn't crazy but it was like she's done quite a few things to get ready for you and you know like you're annoyed it was also just the way he was like but you're gonna get it done (laughs) not like a right it was you're gonna get it done oh we're gonna get it done like yeah I understand wanting to be clean like I get that nobody wants to walk around with uh Mike level underwear, Mike from last season of Before no. the 90 Days. No one. Um, no one. But he had mentioned it's because he prays a lot. He prays five times a day. And listen, I get that. Like you're touching, you know, your face. You're touching like very sacred. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, what? I'm going to stop because I don't fully know. But I get it. You want to be clean. Even if you weren't praying five times a day, you want to be clean. So it's called a thorough hand wash. Like you wash your hands thoroughly after every single time. Well, I'm not going to anyway. comment because I don't know the specific rules. Like, I don't know if it's like you're supposed to be bathed or how clean is That's it? fair. So I'm not going to make a comment on that. But like I said, I just think if he's not going to be strict about the premarital sex, then I think he doesn't really have a right to be annoyed with the bidet situation. Like, they can install that together. But overall, I am not. My first impressions of Muhammad are not that great. And I think what was very telling for me, I mean, don't get me wrong. He seems like. He's a nice person. I'm not saying he's a bad person. He seems like a nice guy. I'm sh- Maybe if I get to know him a little better, he'll warm up to me. What I didn't like or what I would find distressing and not appealing in a partner is he literally tells us that he wants his future wife or his partner to be like a mom to him, someone that will yeah. cook and clean and do everything for him just to make his life easier the way his mom does. He just wants to be taken care of. And if that isn't the biggest fucking red flag, I don't know what is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He, like, in the same breath talked about she's the perfect woman because she's older and mature. And, (laughs) and like, are you just looking for a mom figure? Because he has lived with his mom his whole life. And she cooks all his meals. And, like, if that's the situation that he and his mom have agreed upon – so be it. But does Eve know this? Like, does Eve know what she's fully getting into? And the last comment I will make, it goes back to like this whole, 
you follow religious rules, but do you? Is he allowed to show off so much skin in his photos? Because, like, in every photo he is shirtless and he's wearing very low-cut, like, jeans or shorts. Like, you can see groin muscles. I don't know. These are the things where I'm like, I have no idea. But you would think if he's allowed to do that, she could be in a bikini. You would think. But let's not make I'm, a sense. I'm, I don't I, You know what? Let's just let's move <laughs> this train over to Ethiopia, which will soon turn into the U.S. Because Biniam got his visa finally. Woo, go Benium. I don't know if we needed the full like five minute breakdown of their relationship. I'm like, TLC, you know, we all watch this show. Like, we know this couple, we know what's going on. But I guess for the brand new viewer that just is casually watching, they needed to remind people about the hernia surgery travel and the stew Mm -hmm. time and, you know, (laughs) Benny not answering this phone and them having to move countries and then it's just a mess and we know when their storyline kicks off that things are rocky between Ari and Binium's sisters and now he has a bombshell to throw at them he's gonna let them know that in three days three days they are moving to the U.S. why he thought it would be a good idea to wait to the last moment to tell them is beyond me Well, it would have been three days if he hadn't procrastinated even more, (laughs) but he's telling them now the day before. But hold on. What I will say is like in the recap, they conveniently left out what's it, Leandro, whatever, like Ariella's Mm. ex that had a big role. And for those of you who are maybe new to this podcast or at least new to this couple, like I, I will let you form your own opinion of Ariella. But the recap reminded me of how she can really irritate me sometimes and how she continues to hold things against Biniam and reflect as though he's the only one that needs to make any changes and compromises. And she's just, she's good. She doesn't need to be a better version of herself. Mm. And what the recap didn't accomplish, the start of their kind of segment also reminded us that while we're not saying that Biniam's family is perfect and that his sisters are always in the right because they are not, they have come at things kind of the wrong way with Ari a lot of times. But her family ain't all that better either because mm-hmm. when she was, Ari was video calling her mom just to kind of update her, like, yeah, we're going to be there in a few days. I'm excited, whatnot. The mom was over here talking about, like, well, oh, when Ari was saying, why the one thing I'm excited about is that finally he's going to get to experience what it's like to deal with my family. I'm always dealing with his family. Now he's going to have to deal with my family. And the mom's like, oh, no, 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 don't compare that because. This is totally different. Like, we're not like that. We're not critical like that. Mm. We give constructive criticism. We say oh, it with a smile. God. And I'm like, oh, so you're just telling us you're passive aggressive. That doesn't yeah. make it any better, ma'am. Yes. I, I honestly, I hate passive aggressive. Just look at me. I'm boiling at the very thought of it. <laughs> I hate passive aggressive behavior. Throw a glass of wine, but do not <laughs> smile at my face and pretend like we're all good. Exactly. Um, well, I will also mention that like Mimi is back, their nanny. She's back in the picture. And, and remember, Mimi was somehow part of the drama last year. She didn't even get that much airtime. But somehow it was like Mimi was feeding Ariella stuff, according to the sisters. And at the same time, like feeding uh, Ariella news about I don't, at the stew situation. Wait, Mimi's I'm, I, not the nanny. That's his sister. No, he has a sister, Mimi. And then he has the nanny, Mimi, who was featured. She was caring for Avi and folding oh, clothes okay, while they sorry. were at the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but so... 
So let's let's fast forward to basically the gist of the story is he's got the visa. He's ready to go. He's told the friends. So he gave the friends a whole three days advance notice. <laughs> and now the night before they leave, he is going to tell his sisters um, even before he tells them, though. Did you catch that the sisters didn't even like really acknowledge Ariella? I no, they did. They walked in. And when Ariella tried to be like, hi, and gave him a hug, she was like, no, COVID. We're not doing contact. So you, you could just that acknowledgement. Stay. Sure. <laughs> Please remain six feet apart. Thank you. <laughs> Vaya con Dios. Vaya con Dios. So Binium's plan is, I've got this music video release. I'm going to make it a party. I'm so happy. Let's get everyone together. So he's he's like, let's get everyone together. Let's pop champagne. Everyone's dancing. He's got the whole room like joyous and the party's going. He's like, all right, well, now's a good time to <laughs> let them know that I'm leaving. <laughs> And yes, his whole like master plan was he didn't want to tell them with proper notice or let them know when the actual process was going on because he said that they were going to try to talk him out of it. And so he didn't like need that kind of pressure. But he thinks that by telling them at the music video release party for Dancy Dancy that everyone's going to be in such a dancy mood that it's going to be like, oh, okay, so you've known about this for months that you not only are baby brothers leaving the country, like not on a trip, like you're literally moving to another country and taking our nephew. But yeah, no, it's not a big deal. I'm glad you gave us 20 hours notice so we could like wave at you at the airport. Like, is he insane? Also, the poor crew, his crew, he was like, let me break this news to you. And the crew is sitting there to witness the whole situation. And they're like, oh, shit. And, you know, and they don't react to this news because they they know. So the sisters are like, hold up. Why is his jaw not on the floor? Did you tell them before you told us? (laughs) I know. It's so fucked up. It's like even the homies know, like, come (laughs) on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, But I also just love that, like, (laughs) they they're you know the sisters are trying to grasp or grapple with this news and so they start speaking in their language because they're obviously more comfortable in that language than english but binium's like well let me just take this opportunity to also talk about how you know i'm not really that happy with her but i'm i'm happy with my son you know and they're like you know she doesn't make you happy and i'm like she's catching 30 percent of this like i think she's gonna catch on and I was like, again, we're not huge like team Ariel fans, but this is straight bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't understand how the sisters are taking it out on Ari and it being Ari's fault. I mean, I do think like Ari did not need to step in with her comments. Like if I was Ariella while they were like kind of having the conversation with Benny and being like, why didn't you talk to us? Where you know you're not happy. I would have just stayed quiet, you know, unless Mm -hmm. they would have addressed me. I've been like, you know what? It was his choice to not tell him. Now he can deal with the backlash. They're going to blame me anyways, whether I say something where I'm not. So unless like officially I'm addressed, I'm staying out of it. But Ariella decided to jump in. And I'm sorry. I think it's bullshit. Like whether you treat me like a true family member or sister, which they don't. They don't. That's his family. Like Mm -hmm. it's on him to tell his sisters. Now, if he was too scared or too cowardly or whatever it was to do it, Ariella his wife just backed him up to be like, all right, if you don't want to tell your sisters, then I'll respect that. But it's on you. Why is she catching heat for that? Yeah. Yeah. So two thoughts. Like the first was, Ariella, it's not about you. Like stop being self-centered. Like let them let them express. It's really up to Benny um, to to defend you. And then you can take that up with him. But yeah, why? They just don't like her. They just don't like her. No. And so they were like, it's her fault. Like it's her fault you're moving to the U.S. P. 
period. It's her fault that you're just telling us now. It's it's a it's a mess. And I don't know if you remember this, but I think a season or two ago, maybe when Kimbali threw the drink in Usman's face, you were like, oh, it's just water. And I was like, but it could be dangerous depending on what's in it. Well, Ariella told her that that was a new experience. <laughs> that the wine was burning through her retinas. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, uh, we've seen a couple of drinks thrown in the face. We've had, uh, like you said, Kimberly throw water in Soja Boy's face. We had Veronica throw water in Tim's face. But this has to be the first non-water throwing. And boy, was it different. Like, one, it's stained. Like, you can see you've been splashed with water. Like, that is not a good look. And yeah, it's alcohol. I can imagine it freaking burns. Like, that's not going to be fun. So, Wish definitely elevated the throwing of the drink in the face. Like, I don't think I would even be that savage. Like, I might be like, excuse me, let me order water so then I could throw it on you. Because I don't know if she deserved a full glass of red wine in her face. At least she didn't take the wine glass and hit it or hit Ariella over the head with it. Because I felt like that was coming next. I do think that Wish takes the whole distaste for Ariella to the next level. But I'm not looking forward to next episode when the family has to say goodbye to Biniam and Avi, especially because we had that whole like that very heartbreaking recap where Biniam was saying bye to Avi when he had to leave for a surgery and not knowing if he'd ever see him again. Like the family's going to have the same thing. Like, are you ever going to come back to visit us? Are we ever going to be able to go visit you? So I am not looking forward to that sadness. No, me neither. I think it's going to be really sad. Goodbye. With the dra- Even with the drama included, it's still going to be sad. The one thing I forgot to mention is, while I don't think it was Ari's fault, obviously, or she shouldn't have caught all the blame for him not telling his family. And I do think she should have piped down. I don't think she deserved the glass of <laughs> wine in the face. Um, she really didn't need to throw in that comment of like, well, I'm glad we're going to get away from you guys. We don't have to deal with you again because I might not have thrown a glass of wine in your face, but that's where you like, you really need to pipe down, like let them sort it out. You are not making things better. And that's kind of why you got the wine in the face. And while it wasn't right, it was entertaining. So thank you, Wish. (laughs) I mean, Wish is going to come through with entertainment. Um, Speaking of entertainment, what did you think about the second part of Jabri and Miona's reunion in specifically in the parking lot with the hooting and hollering and the cowgirl boots? <laughs> I mean, I think Jabri is definitely trying to be a standout character. Like we said last week, like he has thought through his outfits. He's bringing props. I mean, it must take this man hours to get ready to record because Just last week, we saw he had to pack the flowers, pack the red carpet, get the boots and the hat, and then his whole outfit. It's a lot. So we know he's really trying to make a scene. Miona's not really helping because he was like trying, like, let's do a excited yell or thankful yell. And she was like, no, (laughs) you you could do that if you want. Um, But I don't think it's that big of a deal that he was yelling because as Miona pointed out, there's nothing around. So yell all you want. No one's going to hear you. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, it was so funny where she was like, no, I'm good. You yell. And then she turns around in the confessional and be like, he's a lot. But that's why I love him. That's that's really what gets me going. (laughs) It's like, can your affect be any flatter? But I'm glad that she loved the cowgirl boots and the hat. And there's a part of me that's like, you know what? Maybe she'll like South Dakota after all, or at least she'll give it a try. But then between the airport and his home, there's the topic of moving up. Like, it comes up again. It's just, we're not going to be here until winter. I'm not going to be here to ice skate. And I'm thinking, well, she's arriving in the spring. Maybe she's thinking, all right, two seasons 
from now, you know, we'll work through summer and fall. We'll be back in L.A. by winter. No, she arrived in fall. So she's <laughs> thinking we're leaving for L.A. in two weeks. I'm I'm ready. I mean, uh, Jabri was trying to get her excited and sold on this place by trying to be like, oh, would you see that like little square right there? They turned that into an ice ring. That's where people ice skate. So we could experience that. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And like, I've seen ice, an ice rink. I think they had them in LA. I'm okay. But yeah, Miona's not having it. She said, uh, one season is more than enough. So don't even be talking about no Halloween pumpkin festival. Cause I ain't showing up to that either. Like, when are we moving? <laughs> I love a good Halloween pumpkin festival, but yeah. And it's so funny because they start the conversation in the car, but it doesn't actually turn into a conversation. It's just comment here, comment there. Instead, they decide, well, let's open up this conversation again right after we sit down with Jabri's parents for them to witness, for his therapist mom to witness. To be fair, I don't think they opened that conversation up. I think the mom was doing what a therapist does. And she was like, just, you know, getting all the info out with strategic questions and while Jabri is kind of annoying, um, I actually agreed with him a little bit where I felt like it went from friendly chat of like, oh, you know, we're excited to have you sit down, whatever, to like actually not a mean like third degree because they weren't being rude about it. But I do feel like if you just arrived and you're trying to make me feel welcome, like I know I can't work for like six months. Like, are you already want like my business plan, like where we're going to live, what we're going to do, what chores we're doing? Like, can that wait till tomorrow? Can it not? See, that's so funny because I didn't take it that way. I mean, I was more like, Jabri, you're not a teenager. Like, fix your face. You know, the mom talked about setting expectations and she just wanted to be like, I'm throwing this out there. And I think that Miona reacted accordingly. She was like, okay, fine, no problem. You know, we'll see how the food turns out, but we'll try. And I think Jabri's face and energy, I think, played into how Miona felt about the questioning after. But maybe that's because I'm coming at this like in the future, I'm going to have some teenage kids, even though these two are full on adults, <laughs> but acting like teenagers. So I don't know. Maybe it was just me. Well, I'm coming at it from someone who's literally moved to another country to be with someone. And I was welcomed by his family. And I can tell you that if I left my entire family, friends, career, everything I know. And then on day one, his mom would have been like, so what do you see yourself doing in the next six months? How are you going to earn money? Where do you mm. guys plan on living? How much? Money? Like, I would have been like, obviously, we've worked it out. Spoiler, they haven't. <laughs> so I mean, they do actually need a therapy session, mom. I'm just saying like day one, I don't think that is how you make someone feel welcome. And we see it on the show all the time. Like Libby's family did it to Andre, like very first meeting, like Everyone wants to go and start grilling these people, whereas like you could literally just be like, how was your flight? What are you into? How is your family feeling about you leaving? Like, were you excited? That's, That's kind of makes someone feel welcome. But yes, I agree. Jabri's reaction was like a teen throwing a tantrum. tantrum. We don't need that either. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know what? That is a fair point. Like, let's give the girl at least a night to catch up on some sleep. It was a long flight. Let her rest. And I thought it was funny that his therapist mom called it. She's like, they seem to lack communication skills and that's going to hurt them. And I was like, I could have told you that. And I'm not a therapist. I probably need therapy myself. And I could have told you that. I don't think the mom did it in a rude way. I do think that she didn't need to ask all the questions, but I don't think she was rude about it. Where I will give her credit for is when she's given us that truth of like they lack communication skills. She didn't, unlike some other families we, we see on the show being like, 
oh, Miona's already trying to make him move and blah, 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 and her expectations. No, she was like, they lack communication skills. They need to communicate together, putting the onus on both of them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just Miona, it's Jabri too. And we've said this from last week, like, when they're driving in the car and she's talking about, we're not going to be here till Christmas. Jabri, this is when you need to be like, listen, I literally have X amount of money in my bank account. Trust me, we are going to be here a few months. Okay, like, I can't yeah. afford to move. He has yet to be real. I think that's what the mom is picking up and that it's all kind of up in the air and no one's mm-hmm. actually saying, speaking the truth. And I mean, please don't tell Uncle Sam I'm, I'm making this next comment. But like, while Miona can't work legally, she could do some makeup and just collect cash and start building towards mm. their move. But Iris, instead, it's like, after can. <laughs> mm, you can't find me. <laughs> Live off the grave. No, um. But like she could she could be like, you know what, you're right, let's grind together. I'm gonna like put up a website, I'll start doing makeup, I'll find a wedding party and get going that way. Instead it's like, well, I just can't work. So um move us to LA and then I'll figure it out when the time's right. Yeah, and I also didn't get the vibe that she's saying I'm not gonna do anything either. She did say I'm trying to set myself up. So we don't know. Like she could be taking those months where she can't work to literally be, like you said, building up her internet social media presence getting a website going like all of those things are things that you do not need a visa for like you could be doing makeup pro bono or putting up tutorials whatever just to start creating a buzz but it's not like she didn't say she didn't do that it doesn't sound like she's doesn't want to work though I don't think she's gonna like straight up get a regular nine to five you know like I don't see her just taking any job to get a bill I definitely think she's like trying to be like an influencer makeup artist yes. whatever um yes. But then again, their son doesn't have a traditional job. Like he's trying to make it in music. So I think yeah. we should need to be mutually supportive. Do you remember when Jasmine from I don't know how many episodes ago was like, I'm not going <laughs> like, to work. I just want to I want to work on my happiness. Focus on my happiness. <laughs> Bitch, we all want to focus on our happiness. You think I like having bags under my eyes? <laughs> you think I like answering emails and like talking about like, I hope this email found you well when I don't care. Like, let me know if you need anything else. Finds you. As long as it finds you and you respond. <laughs> and I don't care, like, asking, you know, I, I love how we all have to be like, how was your weekend? And no one is actually ever going to answer that. <laughs> it was good. Yours, good. Great. Good. Great. <laughs> Anyways, back to work. Anyway. Um, but when someone asks Kobe, how was your weekend? He's going to be like, well, my future wife deprived me of my son yet one more day so she can get her jollies off. But, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Oh, my God, that poor man's face. Like He was literally gleeful talking about, like, I'm going to see my son. I can't wait to see my son. And then she's like, I've got a surprise for you in the back. And he's like, oh, he's like, I wonder what this is. Pulls out the lingerie and he's like, great. Can't wait till the day we get to use this. And then she, like, drops a bomb on him that they're not going to visit the son. They're going to a hotel for a long time. And understandably, he was like, oh, great really looking forward to tapping that ass but I literally haven't seen my son in two years so can we make a detour yes yes and like to your point he was so excited and it wasn't just about I get this moment to meet my son it was like I'm so excited to get to know him and see him firsthand because what I know of him is what Emily tells me she's describing his temperament I want to see it for myself like you can tell that he's going to be fully invested in his son And I just thought it was wrong the way that Emily did this. Like, first, because she didn't tell him or consult with him. But then, most importantly to this episode, 
it was the way that she framed it. She got him all excited for sex, dropped the bomb on him. And when he pushed back, she was like, well, do you want to meet him? Because we can. Or like, do you want one night with me? She's basically making him choose between her and their son. Yeah, totally unfair. And then what was the cherry on top that I was like, bitch, really? Was after the whole thing and, he, you know, she makes him feel bad and also is trying to kind of guilt trip him and be like, well, if you don't care about our connection <sighs> and us, you know, like our partnership, then I guess you don't care. So made him feel bad. So he was finally like, okay, yes, let's go to the hotel room. Then she tells us, well, I wouldn't have gone to the hotel room. I would be going to meet my son. It's like, what? I know. I know. I is. Oh, my God. I was so I was like, if she drops the whole what kind of dad is he going to be line? I'm done with her. But I mean, she did talk about like if he doesn't prioritize our relationship now, then when will he after he meets your son, bitch? Like, can the man just meet your son? Oh, he can't. He can't mm-hmm. meet the son. So instead, they're going to go get a risotto and a steak and make poor Kobe feel very awkward um, and have to be like, wait, I think I'm the only black person in the room. She's like, no, you're not. There's that one guy behind the pole over there. And he's like, oh, okay, great. One of two. That was so ridiculous when when he was like, I'm noticing a lack of diversity. (laughs) She was like, no, I think there's like one other person. And at this point, I sincerely thought that she was talking about like, within the city limits of Salina, <laughs> Kansas. She's like, no, I've seen one other black person. Like, you're not alone. There's two of you now. And hey, look, you're both here at the restaurant at the same time. I know. I literally, when she was like, no, you won't. You aren't. I really thought, like you said, that like within county lines or within the state. But she's like, no, literally. And the camera was like, let me zoom in. You know, really wide lens. One bald black head. Did that not sign a release? He was probably like, wait a minute. That was trying to enjoy <laughs> Freaking steak and risotto. Why am I on 90 Day Fiance? I know. Why am I part of the census polling right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But you know what? Like, I, I get that she was trying to reassure him. But I think she might have been too, I don't want to say, like, cavalier. I just don't think she understood the severity of what he was noticing. Because he was reflecting on, like, you know, he is uncomfortable um, and in China, he tells us that, like, he was uncomfortable, that some people made him feel less than human. And let's be real, like, American history is not a stranger to that, to making people of African descent, to make black people feel less than human. So he's like, yeah, I'm very aware. And she's like, no, no, you're good. Look, there's another one over there. So um, appetizer, you want to split one? Yeah, I definitely feel like she... Didn't know how to handle that situation, so she didn't handle it the best way. Not that she was, like, horrible about it. She wasn't dismissive of his feelings. But I do think it was just kind of, like, you know, he said it in a casual way, so she kind of kept it casual, where I think, as, like, people of color, we know that, like, it is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. being the only person in the room when you are a minority. And I do think that a lot of white people don't actually get a chance to experience that. Some people do, you know, like... She went to China. Maybe I'm sure there was times that she probably was the only person. I don't know. But I do think like a lot of people don't experience this. So maybe that's why she didn't understand how real it was. But I have to say, uh, Kobe is, at least from this introduction, he is right now one of my most likable new characters. I feel like he, you know, he was very honest and real, but yet kept like a good sense of humor. Seems like... Just like a genuinely overall, like, happy-go-lucky guy, but also not a pushover. 
he was pushing back at certain things. And so I just like really appreciate the fact that like he even vocalized some people not, might not feel comfortable to say that, but he put it out there. And then like, does this man speak Chinese as well? Like um, mm. she had mentioned in a previous episode, like he could be teaching her son French by now, but he hasn't been in the country. So I'm like, mm-hmm. get it, Kobe. I'm just excited to see what else this man's going to do. And he let us know too. Like he called her out when she was trying to be like, well, you can't work. And I'm be having to take care of you. He was like, who was paying for everything in China? So he was also trying to let us know that like, while I might not be able to work right away, it's not like I haven't worked before. It's not like I haven't been a breadwinner and that I can't do that moving forward. So I'm here for Kobe. I am liking him. Two comments to what you said. So backtracking a little bit. The reason why I brought up like the way she responded to his what he noticed was because I'm worried that this is going to become a theme in their storyline that she's just not going to understand moments when he might feel uncomfortable. And I really hope that's not the case. Like, I really hope that's not what he experiences. The second thing was like, I also had this moment of I'm really liking Kobe, but I have fallen for this trap. I Mm. have fallen for the (laughs) trap of liking someone right off the bat, a man um, who seems really nice only to find out he's a jerk. I think the difference here is that Kobe is not just portraying himself as a pushover. Like you said, he's actually speaking up and and showing us that he's a good guy. So I just I really hope I don't fall for this again. I'm with you. I forgot about that. But then again, you are worse with your first uh, you with your initial intuition about our 90 day characters. I feel like a lot of time I'm like, mm, Gino's trash, you know? <laughs> That's true. And I'm like, no, he's like, giggle. He's being nice. He's laughing. I'm like, girl, he's always wearing a hat. Sorry. Like I'll be Xing people off for nonsense and you are giving people chances. So we go either way, like a little too far. But again, I hope you, you know, you are not proven right in your track record. I hope, like you said, that he continues to be a good character because yes, right now, first impression, I'm liking him. I would hate for him to be trash down the line. So overall, you know, these two have a kid. I really hope that they work out and I hope they are good to each other. They understand each other and I hope her parents are welcoming and nice, but we will see, you know, I hope he makes friends with that one other black guy that was in the restaurant that probably didn't, you know. She lives in the restaurant. <laughs> no, that was in the restaurant. He lives in the restaurant. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes, I hope all of that, too. And I hope that this first date is not an indication of what their relationship is like, because she was going off on him. She was giving him like crazy third degree, crushing her him about like the finances. She oh went so far God. as to talk about like, well, I need a real thing, not a real ring, not a stupid hundred dollar ring off the street. And I'm like, God damn. Ouch. But also like. Again, I'm like, people, what are you signing up for? Like, you should understand. She literally is telling us that she has no clarity on his bank account and his current financial status, which I agree with her. That is wrong. Like, if you are getting married, you you share a child and you're moving in together. Uh, you should, if she asks you, like, hey, we need to connect our family, or at least be visible so we could see what's going on, know what we're starting off with, let her know what you're coming through with. Like, I don't understand the secrecy. But at the same time, you know the man's not going to be able to work for months. You just told us you have no idea what's in his bank account. You don't understand if he has any money. Is the priority really a new ring, a wedding, and a wedding dress right now? Like, Shouldn't y'all just be trying to save and get stable so that your dad isn't over here talking about like, I got to pay for another person? Like, come on. 
I mean, she was talking about we need money for diapers, but first <laughs> I need my ring. So we didn't get any Kara and Guillermo. So let's get right into appreciation ring. And since we're fresh off this, I will say Emily does not get my appreciation ring for this week. But I don't know oh. who does yet. So while I ponder, who gets yours? My appreciation ring is going to go to Shida's mother. I mm. love the honesty. I love the quickness of coming in with the like, was he renting them suits line? Like, hilarious. I would like to see more of Shida's mother. So please keep calling her whenever there is nonsense to be had. And of course, out to wish, because like I said, while I in real life don't condone the throwing of liquids that you can't wash out of your clothes and that are going to burn your retinas for tv it is quite amusing <laughs> yes yes love Sheila's mom um okay so my appreciation ring is going to go to more of a quiet character and that would be jabri's dad or stepdad mm. um because you could kind of see in his body language and his choice of words that he probably has diffused many a situation between jabri and um Jabri's mom slash this guy's wife. I forgot his name already. But like I saw him kind of work that magic during this first sit down. He was really trying to be welcoming of Miona. And when things got awkward, he was like, maybe we should just like wrap this up. <laughs> Let's let them get some rest. And he was uh, nice enough and open enough to be like, you know what? I thought I wasn't going to like Miona, but I kind of like her. She's kind of yeah. charming. She's funny. I like her. I'm going to give her a chance. And the mom was like, you know what? I've been charmed as well. I like her too. The problem is my son. <laughs> like, why is he oh my God. passing me at the table and huffing and puffing? Like, just get with the program. Yes, the problem is her son. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because as I was watching that, it wasn't clear to me if this confessional was happening pre or post dinner because I would imagine the two look different. Um, I'm guessing post dinner could have is still a possibility because like you said, Miona wasn't really like rude to them and she mm -hmm. wasn't talking about like, well, I'm not gonna do chores or like she was like, Okay, fine, I'll cook one or two meals. Yeah, that's fine. She was being very she was going with the flow and she was like saying all the right things. It really was Jabri that was killing the vibe yes. and being all moody. So I think that probably even highlighted they probably like why is she here? Like, has she, does she know that he is unemployed and living here and that they're going to be stuck here for years? Like, I don't think she knows. I'm also very concerned about his finances because cowboy hats are not cheap. And he seems to have like a different look, a different cowboy hat every time. But anyway, I digress. Um, so on that note, thanks all for tuning in another week. Please be sure to give us five stars and a glowing view on the podcast app. Yes, and follow me on Instagram at Bored and Bitchy. That's Bored, letter and Bitchy. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bored and Bitchy. Bitchy. Oh. bitchy. bitchy. Sorry. <laughs> Bored and Bitchy. <laughs>